perhaps a good place to start would be at the beginning in terms of exactly what it is that the Queen seeks in this application to the court. Uh, mainly it was to, to, to clear her civil marriage as a civil marriage, which would then have a consequence of saying all the other marriages that were entered into after her one uh, between her and the king would then be void. Meaning that when it comes to the inheritance, she is the only one that should be able to, to get the inheritance, including the, the, the children, and any other proprietary um, sort of benefits that would have accrued to any of the wives will then be sort of disregarded, and she will be the only person that will be able to, to, to deal with the estate. The second part of the application, which is brought in by uh, other, other applicants, is with regards to the will, in which the, 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 the Amazonian seal are basically saying, we do not believe that it's actually our father that left this particular will. We've, we've sent it over to hand writing, writing experts, and they've said the signature is not really the same in certain pages. Hence, we do not believe that it's, it is the true intention or the wishes of our father for what is written here. So please, can you go and check whether we are correct? If we are, that means the estate will then tend to be that of being interstate and the normal rules as to how to dissolve uh, or, or distribute an estate of someone who not live will would then come into play. That's very important now because if the the the, the, the king uh, demised interstate, it then means the interstate succession act comes comes into play, and it's the wife that will get the majority part of all the estate uh, amounts or the the mobile and immobile properties of 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 of, of the king. Linked to that is the issue of the throne, because if you then say the will which was left by the king is not really valid. Now, one would have to ask, where did the authority for the latest queen uh, that was recently demised, where did he get authority in order to determine or to nominate the person who was going to occupy the throne? So that is basically the, the leading part of the chain applications in which he have brought us here into the Peter Marisburg High Court today. And we also saw yesterday that there was an attempt to amend uh, the, the the notice of motion to sort of declare that all other marriages as being as being invalid, rather than now in which the uh, current application is simply to say, please declare my one as the one that is that is there as being valid. To me, it may be an, an oversight of the legal practitioners. Maybe they still needed to 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 beef up of what they were asking the court to do, and also understand have a better understanding of the why they they needed that particular declaration. Um, but the, 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 the court coming back and saying today, no, we're not going to allow that particular amendment. Let's argue on the papers as they are now. The amount of time that has been allocated to this matter since the day that papers have been exchanged, head of arguments have been exchanged, has been too much. There's a great amount of prejudice which is going to be suffered by the parties if we allow that. And in, in, in any event, if you allow that particular amendment to, to go through, we need to get all the other litigants to respond, and that's surely going to take a bit more time than where we are. Let's deal with the papers as they are today. Mr. Digalala, given the Queen's plea and uh, looking at what she's asking for and, of course, the question of the validity of subsequent marriages of the King, how has uh, this uh, ruling today, uh, the dismissal of her application for the amendment, affected her case, would you say? It, it has provided a huge dent on, on, on her case because that basically means that you are going to get a half reward of what you are looking for. Um, the, the intention of the intended purpose of, of declaring your marriage as valid and all the others invalid would have greatly boosted her chances 
of saying that there's no other person who is going to gain from this particular estate. But with, with the current papers being discussed by the judges you are speaking, it simply means that even if you had granted that particular declaration saying that you were entered into a civil marriage, it does not nullify the rights of all the other wives in terms of claiming from the estate. It does not nullify their legal status. In fact, it simply means that there are other legislative provisions that we, we now have to look at in order to protect their interests and also look at case law, of which even though there may not be an explicit case law that simply says we are going to recognize everyone that is there once uh, an and state has been submitted in a, a semi-polygamous or polygamous or in instances where there's been a civil marriages act uh, and the customary marriages act marriage marriages being concluded by the same person. The courts have been very clear. We want to protect the innocent party in this case, who is the wives. We want to make sure that their, their interest is protected all the time. So we'll always arrive at a just decision so that at the end of the day, they're equally protected, especially when these type of disputes are going to arise when the main person in the picture, who is the king in this case, is, is no longer here. So they're no longer to defend them. Meanwhile, while he was still alive, the African participated in all the family events, surely would have recognized or even would have sat even in the same table as them. So they would have accepted that this is the second wife or the third wife to my husband, and it is only after his demise, and then you come back and you dispute the validity of their marriage. So the courts have been very clear in, in a number of cases, even even in, in the earlier part of last year, 2021, it's been very clear. Yes, we are going to take decisions in, in instances where there are gaps in the law or some of the individuals are not really protected by the current legislation that we have. We are going to step in and make sure that the interest is protected at all times. And um, just finally, Mr. Zigalala, um, many onlookers at this point concerned about uh, whether this is, of course, uh, the right place, the right court, the right platform to challenge the sort of issues that are being challenged given uh, the uh, customary role that the queen is supposed to play and, of course, uh, the king of uh, the Amazulu kingdom uh, and the person that he was, the kingdom that he leaves behind. How difficult or easy is this going to be for the judge? It is not going to be easy at all. Let's remember, we are dealing with customary law and common law. Customary law, which is not really codified in certain instances, for example, there is no act that tells us how does the royal family chooses or nominates the person who's going to take over the throne. It has always been something in which it has been said that that particular family following its own rules and regulations, which are uncodified, is going to follow. And the only thing that they are going to do is that they are going to nominate. So up until a person has been chosen, which is the crucial part here, the, legally speaking, there's no real involvement of any legislative procedure that would come in. So we are dealing with a situation where it is, it is uh, let's say, milky waters. Uh, we, you don't really know where you stand. It is not clear as to what precedents have been stated before. So if you are going to go into that realm, it, there, there, there's a high chance that you're not going to get out with a clear answer or as the applicant that you're going to come out victorious. The most appropriate thing to do in these circumstances would have been a mediation process between the two families of saying, let's think that what we are fighting for and what we want to root for is the legacy of the Zulu Nation. This particular matter is greater than all of us. It is there to make sure that at the end of the day, the legacy of the Zulu Nation, the legacy of our father lives on, and let's focus on making sure that we're able to protect and grow that. Now, if we are going to go to court and occupy our times with this particular dispute, 
that at the end of the day, you're not really sure whether you're going to win or not, then you're going to have a problem. Evidence of that was, was, was very clear yesterday. The mere fact that you can't even arrive at a particular, the appropriate order that you seek the court to grant, it simply means that it is a moving target. So if you are going to go to court with uh, not, 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 not clear intention of the type of order that you are looking for, it is very clear that the chances of you winning and the chances of everyone winning at the end of the day and being back to a much more united uh, Zulu nation and also royal family is going to be a problem at the end of the day. I, I, I'm of the strongest view that the mediation process in these particular circumstances would have been the most appropriate manner to solve this particular dispute and going to court, even though it may provide a solution at the end of the day, because we can't run away from the fact that the court will make an order at the end of the day. However, a mediated, mediated solution would have been the most appropriate one. And that's where we'll leave it. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And that is Mpumelelo Zigalala, Director of Zigalala Attorneys.